0: Welcome to the Dietitian Connection podcast, a show about nutrition, dietitians, and their success stories. This podcast, hosted by Kate Agnew and Marie Ferguson, will empower you to realize your professional dreams by giving you access to our global community of dietitians. Through our conversations with nutrition leaders, we'll educate you, inspire you, and help you create more impact as a dietitian.
1: Welcome to today's bite-sized chats with dietitian Sean Cornish and Alicia Edge. Um, I wanted to get Sean and Alicia together because they're both in the sports nutrition space, and I both they both have done really in- innovative things, I think, during the COVID nineteen space. So I thought it would might be nice to bring the two of them together and just hear about their experiences over the last few months, and hopefully you might get some ideas from them as well. So. Thanks so much for joining us, Sean and Alicia. Um, Sean, might start with you and just maybe give a bit of a background on your business and I should put a disclaimer out there that Sean is my personal trainer and <laughs> I am not a fan of exercise, as Sean knows, and the only reason I do it is because I get to have a twice-a-week chat
2: with Sean, which I absolutely <laughs> enjoy and is the highlight of my week. So That's uh, very lovely of you to say, Marie, and we both know that exercising is not the highlight of your week. So. Uh, so thank you very much for, for the introduction, uh, and thanks for inviting me on. I must admit, I'm a little nervous being uh, being sort of set next to Alicia, um, such an accomplished uh, sports dietitian. So, uh, so thank you for inviting me on. I um, to give people an overview of our business. I run a personal training studio with my wife Amy. Amy has a background in dance and and performing arts. So before. We were, were together and married. Um, Amy sort of travelled the world doing that, uh, and has expertise in that pre and postnatal space. And so, when we um, when we sort of got together and, and realised we had this life passion, uh, we sent me to uni, and, and the business supported me through uni. So moved up from Melbourne um, to, to study at UT, and then had our had our little studio, and been going um, really well ever since. Got a couple of little girls, and then. At my big what if or was always what if I can't train people because for ten years that's what I've done, uh, and um, and then that happened with COVID. So yeah, we've we've done a few things that have involved Amy's dance background, and then also incorporating the nutrition and the support uh, at my end a little more um, a little more into the business and giving us an opportunity to try a few things. So and so yeah, the business has changed a fair bit from just being a, a physical offering to now virtually but, um, but yeah thanks very much for having me on. Pleasure and what about yourself
1: Alicia for those who aren't familiar with you?
3: Uh, hi everyone uh, yes yeah, so we were in a very unique position I guess when COVID hit that we had already been spending the last couple of years becoming decentralized and online much much in the shadows really uh, in terms of the tech behind what we're building so when all this happened, it was kind of a realisation that, yes, our business was going to shift. We definitely saw a pause in memberships and um, a reduction in conversions into clients. But we also appreciated that we we're in a unique position of hopefully being able to help others uh, and just create a purpose that we saw a real need for, um, you know, we saw some of our sports dietitian colleagues losing, say, five contracts in a week. Um, we saw massive reductions in, you know, from full time to one day a week. Uh, and I, w- I was just reeling with it. Like, uh, we were really fortunate that we we're in a nice place financially, that we could just have a bit of headspace to maybe do something different. We didn't necessarily know what that looked like, but every day we meet as a team via Zoom, just for a chat. We don't talk about work. Well, sometimes we do, but most of the time we don't. We talk shite with each other. See? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, And it just came up, like, very early on and it was like, what about, like, webinars? Like, why can't we hold something that um, is going to create purpose and direction, particularly for the sports science scene? And then within a day or two, we're like, but also athletes, you know, so it went from a one day webinar to a two day webinar very quickly and quite naively. Uh, And uh, it was within three and a half weeks, we delivered the compete con. Uh, Mm -hmm. And for us, it was really important that it was never around us as compete. It was about hopefully giving back and hopefully providing connection um, and purpose where Mm -hmm. a lot had lost it. And Yeah, it achieved that and so much more and I am so grateful for everyone's just, uh, like I was astounded by everyone's gratitude but also their um, just how open they were to giving their time and their um, commitment within this. So mm-hmm. we aimed for the stars with our conference um, presenters and they all said yes. Mm-hmm. So I had a fair few tears in that because <laughs> I looked up to <laughs> these people a lot. And when I reached out and they's like, they're like, yeah, of course we'd be involved. I was like, oh, I didn't expect mm-hmm. that. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what now? Um, yeah, so there's a lot of pressure. I, I think Dan was very, um, my, my husband and co-founder, was very glad when we'd finished because, uh I'd been having like nightmares at night and yelling at him in the middle of the night that he needed to do this task (laughs) and he's like that's not my job like get out of it (laughs) so yeah it was a a very stressful thing that I think I underestimated going in um but I our team just are powerhouses and it just goes to show that when you set a date and you get rid of your Mm -hmm. uh, fears around Uh, just asking and possible rejection what you can actually achieve and yeah I'm just astounded at what our team was able to deliver in three and a half weeks.
1: Yeah I think what I've liked about what you've both done is really focus on what are the needs of your community and like how can you help how can you add value and I saw you both do that which is why I wanted to bring you together so what else do you think you learned in that? process Alicia I mean three and a half weeks to take an idea to completion is like record pace I know what that's like putting together an annual (laughs) conference which you did in three and a half weeks like Mm. that's incredible
3: yeah and it's not our main role either (laughs) like we were doing our normal work as well Mm -hmm. um I think it was just do you know my biggest learning was being okay with it not being perfect Mm -hmm. uh I think as dietitians we are often um frozen uh, with the need for perfection and I had to let go of that a fair bit to go you know what when things are happening this fast and um, this well like you know within our tech team uh, and within our dietitian team we're just all pulling together and just trying to do the best job we can Mm -hmm. it had to be that we're going to have a few errors along the way. Yeah. Uh, but, a, but a near enough job, if we do it well, will be good enough to make a difference. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was probably my biggest learning. Cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know, Sean, you can relate to the perfectionist traits. Yeah, trait.
2: <laughs> I, I think, you know, you can sit back and business plan and, and look at demographics and try and best guess all of these different things and, and try and muddle your way through managing risk for whatever step. And then when this opportunity is presented with itself, And there is a real need, you know, when you put on the empathy hat and you really think about the sort of value that we can all add in this period of vulnerability, I think that there's such excitement that comes when you actually think about that. You know, we as dietitians know a lot about a lot, um, but quite often we don't get an opportunity to meet people at the right time or, or implement things when it's actually needed. And I think this has provided a real catalyst because as human beings, we don't deal well with you know, what has been a, a significant period of change uh, for everyone. And I think, you know, congratulations to you, Alicia, um, on, on serving your community as you have. And certainly that's been the thought at our end. What is the need? How can we add value? And it's not going to be perfect and it never will be uh, right at the very start. Um, but actually sort of being okay personally with that and, and the growth that's come from that. Um, probably more from my side than Amy. Amy's really happy to just sort of laugh along and hey, guys, you know the tech stuffed up today. Whereas I'm like, oh my god, you know, no one, they're all in the waiting room in Zoom. You know, they're all, in you know, all that sort of stuff. But I think there's there's that humility that comes along with that learning, isn't there, Which is mm. wonderful for all the sort of person.
1: So tell us what you did during that time, Sean. Like what what were your immediate thoughts in you know those first few days when we went into lockdown and yeah. you're thinking you can't run your business anymore, you can't have a gym. Yeah. Tell us about those few, few days and then how you pivoted to what you've done.
2: Yeah, so um, so we, our, our business is called Your Fit and our whole sort of philosophy and mode is really about that quality of life outcome for that, for that individual. So I know there's a lot in our space around that health at every size movement and then there's a lot around that clinical side and often they don't meet up but really for us it's really about that individual approach and so. When we looked at what we could possibly do and offer for people, I'd already had a remote part of our business, so I trained people through our own app um, interstate and we had a nutrition support mechanism built into that app that I'd been working on for a little over 12 months now. Um, and while it wasn't perfect, it was something that I really tinkered with in and around sessions and, and for those guys who needed a little bit more support, In the business, um, that I was seeing one on one anyway, we offered that as an add on. But then it became the only way that we could train people remotely. Um, and so the package sort of moved to be inclusive of some Zoom consultation, uh, which is how you and I have been able to Mm -hmm. continue with summer coming along as well, which is (laughs) lovely. Uh, and then, and then the nutrition side of things meant that all of those little things that I've learned, all of the stuff that I talk about and, and, and sort of relate to our guys around habit change and, and so on. That became the add-on to what was the virtual experience. Um, and so we, we did that along with Amy waking up on the, the Tuesday after the restrictions were put in on Monday. And she, she just sort of said, I need to get out there and, and show people, you know, that we're all going to be okay. And so the YourFit virtual studio was born and we literally started with Facebook Live videos um, and when I say we, I was upstairs with the girls doing them in our lounge room and Amy was downstairs in our studio going "Helpful for leather uh, and having lots of fun to 80s tracks and, and um, doing bar classes and doing hit sessions and providing people with that, that nightly news that wasn't anxiety-fueled uh, but, but a, a chance to have a laugh along with someone and, and depend on that relationship and know we're going to turn up for you each night. So um, so that quickly grew and, and, you know, we wrote our first cookbook and got that out to people and we, we finally got, I suppose, for the first time in, in four or five years, an opportunity to have a little bit of time on the business as well as in it, which has provided a really unique opportunity. And so um, who would have thought that that the nutrition support element would have been so critical and important, particularly to our business at this time? As opposed to just the exercise. Mm
1: -hmm. Now I know you're very humble, Sean, so I'm going to have to share this with everyone. But um, I mean, Amy's Facebook live group is like super popular. How many followers does she have now globally? Um,
2: It's it's, it's grown to about 2,500 members, Mm -hmm. um, and the engagement stats are are quite good on that. Um, And and from our perspective, I suppose you know, just going up against the big. Players in that space, you know, Les Mills, uh, the Good Lifes have got an app, F45, uh, Fitstop, all of those spaces have got a lot of thousands of dollars to pump into their own stuff and really we're humming, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but Amy has just done a phenomenal job in, in just the amount of energy that she brings to that space and I'm, I'm, as a colleague, extremely grateful, not only as a partner.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, it was offered for free, which I think, you know, it's just, again, the focus and the value-add for the community.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, that was a call. We gave all of our guys our equipment out of the studio. So we, we had about a, about a 100 people we saw each week um, in the studio across about 80 sessions between Amy and I each week. That was our, our sort of mode of operation, and I do a bit of consultation online as well prior to it. Uh, but then that changed, and so... We thought, how can we keep these guys active and keep these guys sane and keep these guys in some state of health knowing the challenges that we're going to come up against? And remember, if we go back eight weeks, we were all looking at this as being six to, to eight months. Like, mm-hmm. we, we didn't know that Australia would do such a great job. So, um, yeah, so all of our guys got their own pieces of their own dumbbell and mat and, and skipping rope and whatever we could give them. Uh, and then we did it for free. Uh, and, and then, we recognised that there was an opportunity for people to be a part of a story, not just a community. But you know, we got two little girls, and we're, we're open about our knowledge. We're not, we don't muck around. We're genuinely not what we know, but we genuinely wanted to show them that we are there fighting for you. And so, what we did was we gave people the option. After four weeks of of running it all for free, we just gave people an option to do nine ninety nine of an optional payment per week. And, and the amount of buy-in that that created within the community, knowing that they were not only being supported, but also supporting, I think is another opportunity for people. And, and you know, there's a humility associated with that too to say, hey, you know, we're not perfect. Uh, but it just meant that they were a part of a, a bigger, a bigger narrative than Mm. just, you know, their own four walls, which I think is pretty special.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a common denominator with yours as well, Alicia, As people were part of something bigger than themselves by participating in your conference. Would you agree?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just reflecting on that pricing actually um, as you spoke because one thing we did do was something a little bit different and we changed our ticket to pay what you can. And um, uh, it really felt very human when we made that decision Because it was like at this point in time where people were just really raw and you knew that there was this trust piece that I don't think we'd seen previously. Like, I think if we'd done that in a different time, it would have been like, I'll just pay the least amount, whatever. Mm. But it was just this like, no, I honestly feel, you know, everyone's impacted differently. I just want to give what I can and Mm. ensure that I'm providing what I feel I'm capable of. And it was just so spot on. Like, I just don't think I've ever, you know, even beyond that pricing, we got to a point, you know, early days in COVID where you'd ask, how are you doing? And you would get a real response. You know, you would get so much raw um, information on someone that at first was like, "Ah, I didn't expect, you know, usually like, yeah, I'm going okay. But Mm -hmm. at this point in time, there was just no BS. It was Mm -hmm. like, I'm struggling or I've lost my contract or I'm not sure what's next for me you know you, you're getting these responses that you weren't necessarily ready for but you at least were asking those questions I don't know if you guys found it as well but yeah there was this just amazing human element in the change that we saw in those first few weeks that I think has continued like and it's such a beautiful part of it that you know you can get some positive from this craziness um, but in a sense of like it's got this direction, and hopefully, where as you said, Sean, like everyone just wants to be a part of something and also feel like they are contributing when they can contribute.
2: Yeah, that's a beautiful way to, to put it, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Get it better. Yeah, I love it.
3: Oh, no, you're good too,
2: don't <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alicia, I don't think you've talked about, unless I missed it, where your profits are going to as well. So you actually, yeah, yeah were donating yeah, yeah. the funds.
3: We are. We um. We really wanted to make sure that um. Like for us, it was just where does this go and where does this align to. Uh, so we're currently going through applications at the moment on how to use the funds because we did raise more than um. We we initially thought was mm-hmm. possible, mm-hmm. Um, and so it will be going towards um paid positions within our industry is one of the main factors that we really want to give back on uh, and ensure that we're um, paying for, um, you know, the dietetic and sports science profession, uh, but also towards athlete wellbeing too, just to make sure it reflects both spaces that attended the conference. So we'll be announcing that in um, time. But do you know what? I, one thing I do want to say is it's way harder than I thought uh, in terms of donating money. Like it is one of those things that I thought we would raise money, we would donate it. It would feel good. Few yeah. days, but yeah. it's just not that simple. It's like you know, first of all, you want it to align to your values, but you also want to make sure it's being used how you mm-hmm. envisage you want it to yeah. be used. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's been an an interesting time. Cool. Where, but I'm also really wanting to make, take my time with it as well. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting to kind of balance the pressure that I've got on myself to deliver um, but also to make sure that it's um, going to a cause that really aligns to compete mm-hmm. as well. So we're really excited to announce that um, but in talks at the moment. So Yeah.
1: Well, you saw Celeste Barbo <laughs> who had the challenges oh, with donations. <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> yes. some of the laws will change as a result of all of this really? to make it easier for people to actually do good deeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, But I think kudos to both of you because you've definitely put in the hard yards and I think people recognise that. So I I said to Sean, Alicia, you know, you've come to the top of my radar, which means that you're doing something that I'm noticing, (laughs) which is fantastic. And uh, I think Sean is, again, too humble to say, but he was, well, your fit with him and Amy were recognised in the Courier Mail, which is our local paper in Queensland on uh, the weekend. Do you want to talk about that, Sean? Yeah,
2: yeah, we were, yeah. Again, testament to, to Aim. Done a phenomenal job. Uh, they they made a, a top ten list of the online fitness space. And there's a lot out there at the moment, very generic, um, not such good advice sort of stuff. So uh, we did, we weren't aware of it. But uh, the um, yeah, Aim beat Thor. She made the top ten and beat center fit which is uh, a Chris Hemsworth creation, which was really lovely. So um your fit virtual studio is number eight on the list, which is which is nice and and again, pretty nice that all of those guys were were charging, you know, pretty expensive rates and uh and something that we're offering for an optional payment. I I think when I reflect back on this, uh, you know, and we, we think about maybe not necessarily I, I really like the way you articulated it before, Alicia, but you know, we'll be able to tell our kids that we might not have done Good out, good out of this, but it's a time, or maybe maybe not have done so well out of this financially as businesses. But it was a time to do a lot of good, and and we in the helping profession have a real obligation, I think, with what we know, to maybe just get out of from under that humility rock that we all sit under, and 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 play the nice game of, of sticking to ourselves and actually get out there, and and the, the the world at the moment, Australia particularly, is crying out for for people to help, so. Get out there and do it. And there's all people within anyone's circles who who are listening that'll be able to you'll be able to help guys. They all want the knowledge you've got. It's just that that want and willingness to actually get off. And I mean, you created a a virtual conference in three and a half weeks. It's, It's unreal, unbelievable
3: naive and silly (laughs) see this is the thing if I had more time to think about it I definitely probably wouldn't
2: have yeah Yeah. you just got (laughs) straight into action yeah
1: yeah I'm glad I didn't talk to you Marie before I decided to do (laughs) it yeah you shouldn't have talked to me (laughs) but I think the hard work pays off um Mm -hmm. you both have kids I think Alicia three under five and I'm going to say Sean you've got two under five so how do you do all of this and juggle parenthood and everything else at the same time? Oh,
2: Did you answer this, Alicia, because I haven't figured it out yet.
3: <laughs>
1: no, I don't think you do figure it
3: out. And there's always this, Um, I th- to be fair, I think it works. Well, I feel like it works for us because I don't necessarily see a balance. I just see them so intertwined. I don't see one and then the other it's like the kids are so intertwined into our home life and our business is so intertwined to our home life that it's just who we are and the kids, um, you know, see what we're doing. They're part of it. You know, I did an interview last night um, for a business um, seminar and Ruben's just sitting right next to me, our four-year-old, just because he happened to walk in and decided he didn't need a shower at that point and decided to come on into this business thing. And you're like, you know what, <laughs> people are going to realise that this is real life. And, um, you know, I think the biggest part is just making sure that you feel like you're everything to everyone. And that's probably the biggest pressure I find that I struggle with is that if I feel like I'm doing well in parenting, I generally feel like I'm failing our um, team or if I'm doing really well with compete, I feel like I've got that um you know the kids aren't getting as much attention and um i just don't know if there's an answer of how it works you just do so much more than you ever thought was you were capable of i think um you realize a new definition of busy and you realize a new definition of fatigue um and you've got to be really forgiving and um of yourself and also just of things sometimes just falling under the line i call it but um yeah
2: i know you can relate sean yeah i i I take my hat off to you, you know, how, uh, we, we're the same in, in our business with our little tackers. We've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, uh, and, and Grace and Alice are just a a big part, big part of it. And I think philosophically, you know, at the big picture level, it all does work in harmony. The girls see mum and dad working really hard. And I suppose if I'm honest, um, I probably wear a bit of a feminist tag, you know, uh, having daughters and, and having them have an opportunity to see their mum in lights and, and really, uh, and really see her achieving is a big thing for me. Uh, and I, I, I suppose for us, this has been a great opportunity that, to have that. And also the, the fact that this, has men, I can't, you know, most of my days used to start at quarter to five. So my alarm was going off at four AM and, and I would wake the girls a lot. You know, I'd try to be a, a, a bit of a, um, uh, What's the word? A ninja in the, in the early hours of the morning, but you know, you always clang a plate or do something. Uh, and so th- that has meant, you know, now my alarm goes off at six and, and the girls run into bed and, and give a cuddle. And so there's been this beautiful side to just stopping too and not, not being as manically busy. But I think, you know, that dad that I am and the, the husband that I am also makes me a far better practitioner and dietitian and, and provides a lot better life, empathy for that mum that's dealing with the priorities that, that you know if we can't fit it all in something has to give but it doesn't have to be your health does it you know that those are the conversations that, that i'm often having
1: and you both work with your partners so can you tell us the tips on how you make that work Good. alicia
2: yeah I, i've been
1: asked this question a lot
3: like yeah. how are you like how does that even work <laughs> uh, we like we do we spend a lot of time together and i think you know this was something that dan said a few years ago he's like oh one day I'm going to work for Compete. And I was like, you earn most of the money in this relationship. Like there's no way that that is ever going to happen. Like he's a, mm-hmm. um, he's a chemical engineer and then also went into asset management. And it was always like, oh, don't be ridiculous. You just want to be an athlete and just do some side gig. Um, you're not coming to compete. Mm-hmm. And the day he quit his um, real job was probably the scariest moment of our lives. Like mm-hmm. it was collapse on the bed, what the hell have we done? This is the biggest thing, like to not have a financial safety net, uh, and that was now a year and a half ago, and it was like, yeah, it was full on, uh, to be honest. Like, and I think because our families had always had that nine to five kind of role, it was this discomfort that we were feeling, but also everyone we loved was feeling that discomfort as well. Of like, I don't understand what you guys are doing. Like, you're a startup, you work all hours. You've got kids, we had two kids at that stage. Um, I don't understand it because they didn't understand it was just so well out of their comfort zone of like, They just wanted the best for us. So for us both um, working together, it's been a learning experience in the best possible way and I think it's because we've both got an obsession with solving a problem. And because we've got this common um, issue that we want to solve, we're both obsessed in the most positive way of like always just wanting to do better and work on it um, together and collaboratively. So we'll catch ourselves like on a Friday night chatting about, you know, the dietitian profession or the tech scene and be like, oh, God, here we are again. So it does creep into obviously all facets of our life. But because it's just a passion of ours, it just works. I also say that I think if Dan was a dietitian, we probably would have killed each other by now. Uh, We've got very different skill sets. So I think that's probably what makes it work as well is that my space he doesn't really impinge on and I don't really, Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at his space and I don't really enjoy it. So I don't really impinge on that either. So we do Mm -hmm. definitely balance each side. Mm -hmm. I think that is probably what
1: um, helps it work as well. Does he do the marketing side or do you do that?
3: Ah, oh, marketing. That is a new thing for us. We have not okay. really marketed yet. So oh. we are getting
1: into that and okay. that is a
3: learning experience as well. So, marketing okay. for us is really just being present on social media. And yeah, that's, I think um, you're doing a good
1: job. Yeah, yeah that's it. You. Yeah, because yes. I was going to say engineer marketing. I was kind of like, mm.
3: <laughs> starting to take over now, which is yeah. nice. So, he's doing the um, marketing data side, and I'll just continue to see I I annoy him because I'm very unplanned with my social metering I just write whatever I'm feeling and he's like did you plan that I'm like nope
1: (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) he needs needs to give you the plan to implement that maybe yeah yeah yeah.
3: so yeah we actually just had a meeting right before here um starting to do our marketing so that's something that we haven't allocated budget to previously so we're about Mm -hmm. to um start to do that but um yeah so he's like yeah we just balance i guess um yeah we have little niggles but mainly it's due to sleep deprivation more than business <laughs> yeah um once our nine-month-old starts sleeping that would be amazing what we, we could accomplish
2: goodness <laughs> me i know sean Nine can relate old. on that one too oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. how do you make it work sean uh it's it's interesting so we train a lot of couples in our business my my sort of our, our general sort of mode is that amy went up starting with the wide, and then I end up training the husbands and, and then doing the nutrition support. Uh, and so we have an opportunity to reflect with and and after sessions um, with, with clients to sort of see what works and what doesn't. And I think for Amy and I, you know, if we go back to the start of our relationship when Amy initially moved up, we, we've never really known any different. We've always worked together. Uh, and then I had the gig which was you know um, a management role and pretty high stress and high pressure and then we did a bit of reality tv stuff in 2013 where we worked really closely together and I sort of realized what I was missing out on you know she's a lot of fun and uh, and it really brings out the best in me I think I'm someone that does put a lot of pressure on myself and really high expectation but when that's balanced with a lot of a laughter and, and fun and, and frivolity on the other side. I think it works really well. Uh, and I think you do need to have that right partner. And I certainly wouldn't recommend it for everyone to work with their partner. Uh, but certainly for us, I think it's been a, a really good balance, but prioritizing time for us as a couple, I think has become a lot more of a priority for me as I mature and, and look at life beyond just the next five year business plan, uh, and, and try and understand, you know, where we're headed. And making sure that those, those how elements of the way we live, you know, getting to appreciate some really good food and, and, and having a coffee together and, and those things are, uh, are an important part of those daily rituals, I think, that we try and maintain that, um, that quite often take precedence over the business and also, um, sometimes, you know, you end up talking about kids, but, uh, that you, you just need to try and make that a priority in your day, I think. And
1: I forgot to mention, um, we should remind people that you and Amy were on My House Rules, right? So for anyone that Sean looks familiar.
2: Yeah, that yeah, that's right. That's was a, a lot of grey hair ago, uh, <laughs> and, um, and a whole post traumatic stress disorder. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was the, the sort of start of the, the Amy and Sean sort of story. And, uh, I've been running away from the limelight ever since, but it keeps trying to. Track me down, unfortunately. Yeah, so, you'll
1: you'll end up back there, don't worry.
2: Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> it might, might be the case.
1: So just to end on, um, Alicia and Sean, what have been some of the silver linings of this time and what do you really want to? there's a lot of things that I want to take from this time and keep doing post-COVID. What would you say that is for you, Alicia?
2: Mm. Oh,
3: for me, I think it's really been that appreciation of just letting go of that transactional mindset. Um, that it's not about that at all and it's rather about just adding value and finding connection and allowing just this connection to grow into something so much bigger than um, you ever would have um, thought about if you kind of just stopped it, what's in it for me? Uh, It's just taking that away completely and allowing um, creativity in a space of just forced Um, change and it's like well we don't know how long this is going on for we don't know what the implications of this are but how can we create and adapt and allow that um, pause to launch us into a different direction or a better direction than what we would
1: have been otherwise Mm. yeah I love that I love the time for the creative space yeah Yeah. what about you Sean
2: Uh, I think I think to, to sort of firstly on Alicia's point definitely how can how can we add value rather than what's in it for, for for us? And that wasn't really a big part of our mindset anyway. But, you know, you speak to business coaches or you read the latest blogs or whatever, and all of them are about the bottom line and increasing in profits and blah, blah, blah. But when you actually get outside yourself and you think, you know, really put on that empathy tag, which in a lot of our, you know, the strength analysis and whatever, that's a big part of both of our strength um, sets, that empathy and, and kindness, and social intelligence, when you play to those strengths and you actually sit in the seat of that person that's, you know, there by themselves in their apartment and they haven't gone outside for three days and they're just beside themselves, you know, okay, well, we can add value there. We can. You know, this is a big beast, but when we actually just think about that person properly and break it down, how can we actually do that? And then I think the other thing is that there does need to be some creativity. You know, you need some time to work on the business and yourself. Uh, rather than in. I work with a lot of solicitors and doctors and people that are constantly giving of their time and and there's a bottom line and an attachment to mm-hmm. that transaction that Alicia mentioned and I'm always advocating you know guys you can't pour from an epic up you've got to breathe in you know I can't keep just giving you intervals on the rower and hoping that the endorphins get you through today because you've got to you've got to have a moment to actually pause and stop and I think for us as a family and as a business this has been a, a a unique opportunity to do that, mm. and and you you don't know yourself out the other side of that cause and that, that action or that, that learning or that experience. You, you might think or you might imagine or you might hope, but once you actually go through that experience, then you start to, to get an understanding and a bit more self-aware and I think that's certainly been a, a lot for me. Mm.
1: So those of you who know me can know why I want to chat to Sean every day. We have some really deep and meaningful conversations like he's just described there. And I look forward to, I'm just getting to know you Alicia. So I look forward to meeting you in person at some point post COVID. Um, yes. <laughs> thank you so much for your time and kudos to both of you for just making the most of this, you know, really challenging time. I think you've done a fantastic job and I wish you nothing but the success for you and your businesses moving forward over the coming months and years and look forward to seeing what you, what this creative time leads you to even bigger and better things. So well done and thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's nice
2: to meet you, Alicia.
3: Thank oh, you me. too, Sean. Thank yeah. you so much. we really looking forward to um, working together
0: in the future.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'll be wonderful. Thank
0: yeah. Thanks for listening. Wherever in the world you're tuning in from, If you did enjoy this podcast episode, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review for us. Leaving a review actually means the podcast gets to more dietitians, and it can only elevate our profession if we work together. So please hit that review button, tell us and other people what you thought about this episode. Another way to share your learnings from this episode and keep the conversation going is to take a screenshot of your phone screen, add your message and share it on social media. Don't forget to tag us at Dietitian Connection so we can share it with our following of over 30,000. Tell us what you learned and what future topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to access the show notes, they are available at dietitianconnection.com forward slash podcast. Dietitian Connection is a global community and we offer free professional development, job opportunities, resources and connections. We're committed to bringing dietitians together so we can create more impact and elevate our profession. And you can easily become a Dietitian Connection member for free by signing up at dietitianconnection.com.